Kia ora everybody, what's up? It is Rebet, and I am joined by, oh, we're going straight to the top dogs of banking now. We've hit, we've, we've hit <laughs> telcos, done. See you later, Spark, see you, Vodafone, see you, see you, Voyager. We're now getting into banking. CEO of uh, SBS Bank, um, how are you, my friend? Uh, Sean Dryley, what's up, dude? Uh, kia ora. Uh, fantastic, actually. Uh, two, two weeks in lockdown, but, uh, but I actually had a week before I came into close contact with somebody else, uh, who had uh, who had coronavirus? So it's been a, oh, a long haul at long haul at home. Shit. Good so though, we're, doing well. So where where's where's the pad at? Where are you at? Are you in Auckland? Well, or in Inver uh, Invercargill. Uh, so SBS uh, was birthed 151 years ago in good old Southland. That's so uh, sick. So, yes. Yeah, so so how, uh, how how tight are you with Shadbolt? Are you just like full boys? <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're good mates. Everybody's good mates with Tim. Uh, he's, oh, uh, he's, he's he's certainly an icon down here. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, SBS, so you're saying been around for um, 150 years. Yeah, 150 years. It's mega. So yeah, a little building society that uh, that grew up into a, a nationwide brand. Uh, with uh, we own three subsidiary companies: a finance company, Finance Now, a wealth management uh, company, Fans, and a an insurance company, South Shore. So. No, it's it's full service. It's still a smaller New Zealand bank, but uh, yeah, we we have all the uh, the the challenges that uh, that that uh, all banks have uh, at the moment. But uh, but we're up for it. It's pretty crazy, eh? Just the um, mm. obviously on a, on a banking side, you know, I do, I'm not the the gnarliest mathematician of all time, but I do know that when you've got an economy rolling around with billions and billions of dollars, and overnight it goes to zero, um, yeah. everything is affected, right? Yeah, do, that's right. How early was it that you did you think or feel that this might be a thing that New Zealand would have to face? Like, were you in the secret Illuminati text club with Jacinda and the crew, or is this you have your insiders that were in government? Were like, hey, this thing might be coming. Like, at what point did you start to think um, that you're about to have something pretty big on your hands? Uh, we started. Uh, we started to do some early modelling, probably late January, uh, early February, but. To be frank, uh, there was there were no secret uh, handshakes uh, given as to say this this thing is uh, this strain is just about to come into town. And uh, you know even up until a week week or a week and a half prior to the uh, level three status, I was uh, I was up with my executive team taking them through some scenarios, and they were saying, "Dryly, stop being so uh, uh, sensationalist." Uh, with with where you think this thing could go, and as it turned out, it uh, it, it went further. Uh, you know, I, we were doing some scenarios to say fifty percent of the team need to be home. Uh, you know, what the sort of impact on the economy could be, and uh, and then it uh, then it it got serious pretty quickly. So you know, right up and right up until a few days prior, there wasn't really too much in the way of warning, uh, it, because it has happened globally at such a pace, hasn't it? Just incredible. Yeah. So the the logistically, where's SBS positioned? Like how many how many branches? How many staff? Like what was the the what was the layout that you had to sort of navigate through from a staffing perspective? Yeah, the, uh, look, uh, about three hundred people, uh, fifteen branches, um, four of those in the North Island, uh, the rest the rest uh, pretty much in the South Island. And it was quite a quite a military exercise, actually. Uh, I mean, it, we had very few people that could work from home and were working from home. So we, within, I think it was within about three or four days, we really had to, to had to lift and shift 
uh, all of our branch people to home, all of our contact centre people to home, uh, all of our IT uh, uh, team uh, home. And uh, yeah, so we were we were planning to get about 50% out within about a week. Uh, we ended up getting about 90% out within three days. Uh, and, oh, wow. you know, big, big shout out to the, you know, to the telcos, um, you know, the, the broadband and, um, and that has really uh, assisted uh, businesses like us to continue to operate. I was just chatting with the team um, about an hour ago. We have a daily catch up and, and they were saying that their, most teams are sitting at about 80 to 90% productivity uh, at, at, to a productivity level. So pretty, pretty incredible, really, uh, when yeah. everybody's so used to working from, uh, working from work. And is this first time remote workers and they're at 80 to 90%? Yeah, Jeez. In, the, in, the, in the most part. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I mean, they have to the dance around at home. Not everybody has uh, has a has a quiet home with with many rooms that you can hide away in. So I think there's yeah. been some uh, there've been some interesting interactions as to who gets the uh, kitchen table and uh, and who gets the the computer uh, at home. But but yeah. apart 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 from those dances, I, I think the technology has just worked superbly well. You know, these these are call, people taking calls from our members. Um, you know. Uh, through the uh, through the mobile phones or or, or through the telephony systems, um, and and dealing with confidential uh, discussions uh, with very secure environments, incredible, really. It has been really positive to see that no one's really flinched on questioning if the technology could be able to withstand and hold up public listed customers, uh, companies, yeah. billion dollar entities, all these different bits and pieces. Ten years ago, you know, we would have been stuffed, like actually yeah. stuffed. It is it is remarkable that um, we've got the infrastructure not only from a physical thing with all the, the lines that Chorus have put down and the telcos doing the free data and every little piece has sort of seemed to, to come together for the most part for most of these businesses to be able to flip. So what I was going to ask you, you obviously in the the banking game and you know this this, this money ship pretty well. When a an entire world's economy goes to zero and pushes pause, it's not stop, it's just it's pause, right? But because yeah. it's been paused, a lot of them have stopped. How does, how does it, it was just a, the, the tap went off, gone burgers. Each different countries at different levels of lockdown. We obviously had a four, which is I guess let's say we're four. How does it start to, to work from a economy perspective to, to sort of kick that back off? Like what does that journey look like to go from a, a four to a zero and then the rebuild back up? Like how does it all, how does it all work? Cause I'm just, I guess we've never seen this happen before and I don't no. know if anyone's got the actual answer. So how do you maybe predict that this thing plays out in terms of as far as, far as money flow goes? Uh, well, I, I mean, a couple of things. I, I've, I've been around banking now for 34 years. I, there's been a couple of different crises that have played out over that time. Uh, not not all of them have stopped uh, where, you know, there's been a slowdown. Uh, but, you know, we've had 10 years of uh, very, very strong, 10 years plus of very strong growth, haven't we? So, you know, that 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 wealth has built, uh, that demand is, is there, uh, latent anyway, uh, and the supply chains are there and working uh, as well. So, you know, once once you turn that tap back on, things will go. Um, now, as, as you rightly point out, uh, things, uh, different industries and, and different countries will go at different speeds. Um, you know, we, we uh, obviously have a strong connection with the Queenstown market. Uh, you know, tourism is obviously going to be quite a, quite a, the international tourism anyway is probably going to be, you know, not there for the next 12 months. 
So that that environment's obviously different to a uh, an environment which is uh, more manufacturing or agricultural or services based uh, that that uh, that has that demand uh, there latent anyway. So once you actually unlock the doors and step back out and into the shops, people have still got the uh, well, a lot of people have still got the income. A lot of people have still got the the, uh, the wealth and pent up demand to go out and and you know get things moving, and 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 that's really our responsibility as banks as well to to make sure that um, we continue to invest and continue to um, support people so that they can get out and uh, and keep the economy going. The, the worst thing that could happen is everybody hunkers down and and uh, goes into hibernation post. This uh, the, the best thing that can happen is everybody says right. Well, that that was uh, a bit of a bad hangover from that uh, uh, that that night out. But uh, but you know we'll we'll get back uh, get back into it and uh, uh, and you know kickstart the economy, get back to work, uh, maybe change the way we work. Uh, but you know uh, get out and spend. And, and banks have got uh, banks have got the capital uh, and um, you know which is the, the cushioning effect. They they can. Uh, they can withstand a, a, a heck of a lot of pressure on the economy. They've got the liquidity, uh, which means that people can access uh, their funds to, to be able to sort of re-stimulate the market. And, and what I've seen over the last few weeks is a huge amount of uh, camaraderie and solidarity with uh, with the banks. I mean, we've, we've been on uh, calls daily uh, with the bank CEOs, talking about how we how we can work together, how we can, we can support the government, how the government can support us, how we can support our customers, um, how we look after our people. You know that um, these these events do bring out the best in uh, in businesses and people as well. And you start to remove the masks that uh, that perhaps people sit sit behind in their and with their titles and with their organisations. And you know it comes back to a bit of humanitarian. Uh, and, and people looking to look out for each other, which has been yeah, been really good. Yeah, Talco, that was one of the first things that when I was interviewing uh, Jason Paris, Sarah Vodafone was saying it is straight away, all the Telcos are on the same page. Like, all right, let's yeah. just unlock this out, free data, let's get everyone communicating. Let's do that. Yeah. It, it is cool seeing, you know, um, yes, there's, you know, I call it co-opetition um mm. amongst ecosystem but when it's on the same page for for new zealand it's definitely you know new zealand for new zealanders say for new zealanders for all new zealanders which is cool that is it's, it's quite interesting yeah the 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 just the cooperation that's existed at all levels yeah. across councils yeah. governments corporates it, it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to what genuine collaboration can do with yeah. speed as well right like i'm sure it's probably been pretty eye-opening for, for for many people that have um haven't been through this before. I guess no one has really. Hmm. Yeah, but it's that it's that responsibility that you feel uh, for uh, you know your your country and your in uh, the uh, and, and I suppose just uh, for banks anyway the economic success of of the country and people within it. I mean this and you know there's there's still going to be a lot of pain uh, to to. You know, to, to move through. I mean, um, a lot of the relief uh, is uh, been reasonably temp temporarily um, uh, sort of given, and and people will be working through it, it in, in different ways how how they're going to sort of manage through this. I mean, as a business ourselves, you know, our, our biggest focus has been business continuity. How do we keep things moving? How do how do we ensure our members are looked after? How do we uh, protect our people through this time? Uh, 
but you very quickly move into uh, what I'm terming the next phase, which is about business resilience. How do you frame your business in the right in the right way? How do you take the lessons from the last four weeks or however long it's going to be and and put that into your into your thinking going forward? Because there's some benefits and some learnings that that you know we we as a business will take from this situation. And the business resilience phase, economically, maybe one, two years. Uh, so you know, it's about you know, you know help, helping things go, but understanding that it will be still da- dampened for some time to come. Mm-hmm. And then, how do you set yourself up for that last phase? You know, which I'm saying business performance. How do you how do you come back out of that period so that you actually, uh, you know, make the most? It, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah, so we're sort of working in different phases. Um, mm. uh, Louise Aitken, who was talking before, CEO at um, the Akina Foundation, was talking about this idea, you know, we're now a domestic economy, and I brought up, you know, a hyper-local resiliency. Um, how do you, you were saying, obviously, tourism is going to be on pause for, for a, a yeah. while until borders. Yeah. Um, kick off F&B, cafes, bars, yeah. retail services back in thing. Like, do you... You're probably actually right because as soon as they can go back, I'm sure everyone with a cafe is going to be back open within yes. 12 seconds. Everyone's yeah. going to be catching up for a whole bunch. Bars are yeah. going to pop off. Like, do you see, um, how do you see the dominoing, I, dominoing back, back up? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not an economist, but I, I think that those people that can weather this period of time will, will come out of it um, with a lot of demand. Uh, for their businesses, um, you know, and I was just—I've ha- got a good good mate that I work with uh, who owns a cafe as well, and you know, we were chatting the other day, and he said, "Oh, well, you know, what if people, you know, the unemployment rate increases and you know, trade drops back by ten percent?" Um, but if if the amount of cafes reduced by fifteen percent, then he, he will find that he's in a stronger position because of that. So there, there, there I suppose, will be, uh, you know, uh, industries and businesses that that um, will will have less capital and be less able to, to manage through this early phase. Uh, but the, the banks will be there to support where they can. Um, uh, but, but some may decide, look, it's just not worth our while, uh, you know, you take taking further debt on and and so forth. So there, there will be a bit of a reframing, I think, in in, in many uh, situations. Um, hope, hopefully, not too much. And as as we were discussing before, uh, you know, uh, for some people over this period who are still being paid, uh, there there is uh, probably not the discretional spend that was happening uh, prior to lockdown. So there there will be there there, there will be some discretional spend that people will be able to put back into the market that they haven't done for a while. I don't think all of, I don't think you'll catch up that uh, that four weeks uh, and there will be people who are impacted financially. And as I said before, different different cities, different towns, different industries will be affected, um, you know, quite, quite differently. So it's very hard to sort of blanket it. But if you were to say, you know, cafes, bars, uh, you know, as long as the health crisis piece is seen to go away. Yeah, uh, I know as a bit of an extrovert myself. Uh, after three weeks with the family, as much as I love them all, 
Uh, you are the beers with hanging the out. <laughs> <laughs> you are hanging out for some other company, uh, and uh, I get it. yeah, I think I, get it. I think that that will that will kick it off. I, I, I when you're talking about you know the, the potential drop off there it reminds me of a quick story. So there's a, a family jeweler here here, here uh, in, in the states. Been was around for thirty years. Milner's Jewelers, and during the recession, uh, six of the other seven local jewelers all went out of business except for him. And his, yeah. his ninja move was he played golf and he talked good shit. And he knew everyone's, he was the dude, right? Brad the jeweler, Brad the jeweler. And, uh, but he, it, was, it was quite interesting because as you were saying that, I'm just thinking it's almost going to be this weird filter of those who have that authentic community connection with actual relationships yeah. are going yeah. to almost be this crazy filter where you're going to want to go to that cafe and support Steve or Mary or whatever it may be. So there's going to be this weird kind of, packed localism that is going to happen to certain people that actually some others that may have maybe not won by default or maybe they just had they were just a nice to have not actually there was no depth with the the quality of the service or the customer experience yeah. so in a weird no, way almost that goodwill brand that's kind of been built up over however long they've been going hopefully pays pays dividends or you'd, you'd hope so but i could i could potentially see that happening as well Oh, look, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, and as you were talking about that example, I was thinking of an example here with a, a local a local coffee place. Um, they put free coffees on prior to the lockdown just to acknowledge their, uh, yeah. you know, their customers. Um, they, uh, as when I was in uh, solitary confinement for that week prior, my wife was popping in for my uh, my coffee uh, and they they were saying it must be pretty tough for for Sean. So here's a coffee on us. And these these are these are small businesses that that are not, um, you know, overly are making a lot of money. Yeah. Who are who are supporting people, um, you know, and 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 making making a real statement about the the importance of community. And you know, you, you that loyalty. It's not done to buy loyalty, but that loyalty that it creates is just incredible. But also, they they might be hitting you up for a million dollar loan for a lower interest. Oh, yo, give Sean the extra marshmallows on the mocha. <laughs> <laughs> so, so coming coming back out of this, what do you think the you've been able to? I mean, even just that um, the efficiency rate of your your yeah. the staffing's and that's incredible for never have doing that, doing that before. Yeah. How do you think the future of work is going to change after this for, for most type of businesses? Do you feel that most people will go back to how it was done, or do you think you know the Zoom calls and the the Google Hangouts and the Teams and the just all this other digital shit's going to seep its way back into a, a new world? How, what's your what's your take on on that from a services side? Yeah, uh, I, I saw something and uh, might have been LinkedIn the other day. It said, uh, "Who who uh, who transformed your uh, your business? Uh, who who what was the 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 part that was played in your business to, to digitally transform it? Was it the CEO? Was it the CTO? Was it uh, C C nineteen? And and uh, and I think that the that the comment that was being made there was that uh, businesses have been forced to change the way in which they approach things. Uh, members and customers who probably uh, push back on digital technology as a way to interface now need to do that and are starting to create some new behaviours. Um, and because of that, uh, we are, we're, we're now a lot more open to it than we were. You know, the, the laggards uh, of, the, of the world are... And, and now starting to see it as a as a, a real real viable option uh, to communicate and to do business etc 
You know, I, I spent the last few years trying to to move our travel and accommodation budget back. Uh, you know, by you know, 10, 15 percent. Well, uh, COVID nineteen has uh, has moved that back by 100 percent, and people are now having interactions that are probably more productive um, and just as effective uh, through you know through the virtual uh, piece. Now, doesn't 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 stop uh, the need for human connection. I was just speaking to one of our, our branch team members this morning in Queenstown, who said my favourite day of the week is Thursday, when I can go in get in my car, drive into work, put my put my uniform on, see my colleagues, interact with my customers. Uh, that's my favourite day of the week now. And, you know, it, it, it's basically, you know, humans need humans, don't they? But it, yeah. it, but it, will, it will change a, a lot of the ways in, in which we do things. And even our contact centre, there's no reason why mums can't be at home uh, fielding calls. Uh, and you know th th these are these were big challenges for organisations like ours to try and coax and um, you know people into thinking like that. Uh, this this has done it for us. Uh, so um, you know how we do business, uh, the way in which our customers and our members want to do business with us, I think will change uh, somewhat. And that's changed a lot over the years. I mean, I I remember when I was a teller back in 1986, having queues of people. Uh, out the door to withdraw money and to deposit money and you know you'd have to check signatures and that now there's very few people that come into branches so te technology has moved a lot of that transactional need but the higher value add uh, interactions now are becoming a lot more um you know uh, uh, you know uh, are being done through uh, through technology a lot more effectively uh, and and businesses like ours are starting to invest a lot more money in the uh, in, in that more complex area, which is good. I can guarantee if you told your board that you'd have a 90% productivity rate after going totally virtual within a week, they would have said you're on Mars. It's funny how it changes when people want it to. Well, that's how, what have you been doing for the last three and a half years, Dorali? Um, yeah. yeah, that, you know, uh, so, you know, when, when you have to change, it's amazing how you find, uh, you know, the, the the, the ability to do it. And that, that's probably the other call out. I mean, it's amazing to me how people get behind each other and, uh, and uh, you know, customers and members and, and business in times like this. I mean, uh, there's a, a huge amount of adrenaline and, and determination and, and uh, you know, camaraderie through these times. Um, and the challenge now for us is how do we, you know, when people sort of, it's almost a, a bit of a state of stimulation high. How do, how do you then manage into that BAU sort of phase? Um, you know, which is could could be a you know could be a bit of a flat flat period for people. You know, they've had you know, and and that's it. Well, I mean, we're essential services. Uh, not everybody's essential services, obviously. And those uh, those people out there that have to, you know are at home, knowing that each day that goes by. Uh, your expenses are continuing to run on, and, and the income's not coming through. That's that's uh, you know that's that's pretty challenging, isn't it? Yeah, the the when everyone gets back, the BAU 2.0. I'm really interested in. You know mm. how many how many of these leaders and CEOs of these different organisations have start to re-question everything. You know, do we do we go four days a week? Do we go three yeah. days and go virtual? Do we exactly to your point before, Sean? Is you know 
do we allow different core operators to potentially be able to work from home ongoing mm. and then they don't need to mess about with the traffic and have the cars mm. and there's going to be all these kind of flow on effects that I see the questions at least being asked now because yeah. in a weird way the same way uh you know what John Kerwin did for mental health was he 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 was a Trojan horse that became the vehicle to talk about the thing and and I'm yeah. wondering with this is that it's actually giving a lot of ammunition to CEOs to go to their boards to be braver on certain things it's giving um, management to staff and employees to employer and just it's forcing all these kind of good conversations which is going to be shifting to I, I'm hoping it's a BAU 2.0 which is a bit more reimagined and a bit yeah. a bit a bit a bit braver maybe um yeah yeah Aaron no. Coop good interview go Southland there you go <laughs> oh Coops is in there good on you Coops um, Joy Miller says, uh, Kia ora, Sean, are you essentially optimistic that New Zealand will move forward with the right approach or we w will we revert to what we were doing before? I guess it's kind of similar to that 2.0, 1.0 thing, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, if you, if you think of the service industry and, and so forth, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of change that's happened anyway, uh, and there, there will be refinement, uh, and, and there will be some, you, some step change, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, as a as a nation, I think we are very well placed, um, you know, and we've done a remarkable job to date around just stemming the the tide of of uh, spread. Uh, we, we're lucky in the sense that our borders are very uh, very firm, aren't they, uh, with the, the water that we've got around us. So, I, I, you know, as a manufacturing um, and as an agricultural, um, you know. Um, country I think that we're well placed um, and you know the, the, the way in which the governments approach this and, and even the banks with um, you know freeing up um, uh, freeing up loans and so forth you know I, I it will be stimulated to a point it, there, there will be um, there will be a lag uh, there will be a bit of a hangover I'm, I, I have no doubt about that um, but but the, we've only got to think about the last 11 years or so it's just been um, so so um, growth has been so strong that you do need a bit of a reset period um, and and I, I and I think we'll come out of that reset period well what do you think the what's the biggest risk for New Zealand like New Zealand Inc to the to the world uh, after this obviously I I think I'm looking at it as this is a great opportunity if we can get back to business first and we're open for the world's business, all these other companies, blah, 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 all the rest of it. But from your side, what's the, what do you think the big, outside of the, obviously the health concerns and hopefully getting through through that whole phase that the, the government's leading, what's what's New Zealand's biggest risk after this? Oh, oh it's a, a big question. Um, mm. I, I suppose we, we are reliant on world markets um, and... Uh, if those world markets uh, either uh, hunker down and become more nationalistic, um, uh, build their virtual walls around themselves, and uh, and don't uh, encourage the the free trade that uh, was was I think uh, you know happening globally, you know the, the freeing up of borders etc. Uh, I think that that could create a risk to New Zealand. Uh, we are very dependent on. Uh, world markets, and if those world markets don't uh, open up or or are shut down, uh, where uh, countries look to protect what they have themselves, you know, you, we we see it as we see it ourselves, and I encourage it. You know, buy New Zealand made. I mean, we're a New Zealand-based bank who are owned by our customers, 
uh, and we would like more people to shop local as well. Um, uh, but if you then take that into global context, if everybody's, if uh, Mr. Trump uh, and and others uh, decide that uh, it's all about protecting the USA and uh, and we're not taking trade in from others and and all countries take that approach, then uh, then I suppose New Zealand could find that challenging, um, and um, and and that would be a risk to us. Um, you know, we are we are very dependent on the world economy, and uh, if the world doesn't get uh, this pandemic or other pandemics under control or take a very nationalistic uh, closed border approach to uh, global trade, then I think that that would have quite a big implication on us. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point, Sean, because it's that, you know, we just talked about, you know, um, hyper-local hyper resiliency, but if everyone does the exact same thing, mm-hmm. will it be these virtual wars because no one wants to mess with everyone else and everyone wants to be, you know, nationalised and resilient themselves and have bring their own manufacturing back from, from China mm-hmm. and, and give the jobs to the people. And yes, it costs more, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the reality is I don't think any iPhones are coming to get built in America anytime soon for flipping four grand an iPhone, whatever it would end up turning out to be. But I'm sure there's going to be a lot of these questions asked mm. around that. And then it almost, yeah, same before, you know, technology's I think on track now to be the second biggest export within, I think it's 18 months from now, I think. Yeah. Um, and that opens up, a, it's just a lot of Huge. strategic um questions that need to get asked from all different types of businesses i mean yeah. tourism the one i i really feel for is, is tourism yes. i really yes. feel for them Agreed. i'm uh, on the board of um figure um nz with uh stephen ingen hall who's this the ceo i'm going to try and have him on the show um when he's trying to navigate out of this thing it's a it's a tough one especially yeah, the queenstowns of the world at least for the next yeah. little bit how do they you know what i'm imagining one of those ideas is uh you know i, I saw someone on facebook put a thing up all oh, right as soon as this is done, I'm literally going to get a van. I'm going to drive around New Zealand twice because I haven't yeah. seen it and I need to. Mm. And then you're like, yeah. you, you you wonder what type of, um, I guess, nationalism or Kiwi pride will, will come off the back of this to really back, our, back ourselves. But yeah, it's, it's a good point that actually, yeah. The- yeah. Oh, look, I, I mean, uh, I think we're, I mean, we are a, a resilient sort of a country and, and very positive, optimistic. I mean, um, I think, you know, it'll be a case of us, having to create some different ways of, of you know, uh, doing things. You know, the t- tourism markets like your Rotorua's and your, your Queenstowns and so forth, you know, we're, we're going to have to, they're going to have to market themselves a little bit differently. But, I mean, um, there, there is there is sometimes a little bit of a silver cloud, to uh, silver lining to some of these clouds. I mean, I was uh, working with the mayor of uh, Queenstown, uh, not that long ago, around their housing shortages and the challenges that they face with Airbnbs removing houses off the market and people not having uh, affordable housing to live in. Um, you know, there, there is some yin and yang. I, I know that for many it hurts, uh, but, it, 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 you know, some some of this growth has removed supply uh, or has, there's been so much demand uh, that, um, you know, it's been challenging for certain parts of the country to keep up with that demand. I think the reset is is obviously uh, far more damaging than positive, but it it, um, it does show that sometimes things, you know, there, there could be a bit of an equilibrium found, uh, but very tough, very tough in Queenstown. I don't, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we're obviously closely uh, connected with, uh, you know, with our, a lot of our people there and a lot of our members there and, 
and it's it's really just how everybody's asking the same question you know how long and how deep it's just it and it's just the unknown quantity if everybody knew at some point this is this is what's going to happen when it's going to happen i think we'd all be a lot a lot more uh, comfortable wouldn't we but it's just that level of unknownness is uh, is you know is is creating some anxiety yeah that that, that mental headspace can get in there yeah. so on on that thing on on that note you're a small business owner you're stressed out your biggest pro partnership in anything is actually your relationship with your bank manager. If you're yeah. stressed now about you and your business, what advice would you give someone that's just financially looking like they're stuffed right now, but they know they need the help of, of the banks? How, what advice would you give them to like navigate this next thing, maybe with actions they could do or, or the way to sort of approach it strategically to, yeah. to, to help them get through it? Because everyone's in that same boat because it's been forced onto them, right? Where would you go? Yeah, you ab absolutely. Well, I, I think the, the first thing to remember uh, is that banks uh, banks are there uh, to to help you through uh, the situation that you're facing at the moment. Uh, the, the there is no value in the banks seeing uh, you both from a moralistic perspective, but even from a business context, seeing uh, you know you are going through really tough times. So the bank, in uh, wherever possible, will assist you to sort of get through this immediate period of time um, that might be you know um, giving you a mortgage holiday or mortgage deferment as, as they're calling it, it maybe just increasing your working capital for this period um, might be uh, some some other things to assist um, but the, the biggest thing is to go and knowing that the bank really is there to uh, to assist you as a business partner through that and if you go and knowing that then uh, you will feel uh, a lot, a lot more confident to ask the questions. Uh, banks at the moment are being, um, you know, we've we've had about it's about six percent of our home loan uh, uh, customers come to us and ask for some form of relief, whether it's interest only or whether it's capitalising their uh, their interest onto their loan for the next six months. Uh, and so, same with small businesses. Um, you know, if if you are finding uh, it pretty tough, go and have a chat. Um, the lines might be busy, but uh, all banks are coming back in reasonable timeframes with with good packages to support. Um, and uh, the 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 most uh, the, the the most difficult thing would be for you to sort of just close the eyes and hope it goes away uh, in the next three or four weeks, and then then open them and find that uh, that that conversation should have been had had earlier. You'll find that communication tends to get you through, uh, uh, like any relationship, if you're communicating well, you'll find uh, the other the other party is is uh, uh, often more than willing to, to assist. If, if if you go silent and hope it goes away, you, you might find that that's, that's a, a more difficult conversation down the track. Yeah. So um, can, it all, can all banks, I mean, I don't know how, never owned a bank, but I'm imagining when it's, you've obviously got cash reserves to be able to get in and out, how much leeway do banks have? Like they can't obviously just tell every single customer, oh, no, sweet, don't worry about it, because then they get screwed. How much leeway do banks actually have per, is it a, obviously a case-by-case -case basis, but are there kind of thresholds of, you know, if, if, if you turn over a million bucks, there might be this sort of thing, which you could be comfortable up to. Yeah. Like how does that work? There's, because that's probably a thing that I'm imagining every single small business owner would not know going to us for a bank of to know yeah, the yeah. other side can and can't. It's like, 
negotiating for a, 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 a secondhand car, but you don't know how much they pay for it, but you know there's some wriggle room. You're trying to figure it out. Is that yes. is that is that kind of the, the way it works, or like how would how do they how much leeway I guess could they okay. could they get? Well, yeah. but, but banks banks are like uh, any businesses that they that they obviously uh, want want to get the money back that they they lend, uh, but. Um, but they they do have reserves to uh, take losses. That the last 10, 11 years have been the the best years that banks have uh, have had for many many years as far as the loss ratios go. So uh, our loss ratio is the lowest that it has been uh, for 10 years uh, because the economy has performed so well. So banks uh, the bank the losses that banks have taken up and up until now have been uh, at all time record lows. Mm-hmm. Um, so banks, banks will be uh, working out uh, the likelihood that you will be able to repay. Now, for the next, my view anyway, uh, for the next three months, nobody knows what's going to happen. So ena- enabling you to kick the can down the road for three months isn't a bad thing from my perspective. You know, giving giving you some help as long as the business is fundamentally sound, um, taking the taking that stress away and saying, look, just add it to the, to the loan or extend the overdraft or whatever, I think uh, is a, a good way to approach it if you are feeling stressed. Um, uh, because, who, you know, in three months' time, the world will probably be quite a different place in the sense of, you know, lockdowns will have stopped, you know, things, things will be starting to get back up. Um, I, I, my, again, my personal view is that um, to take a bit of relief away from you yourself at the moment is is going to be important, uh, both from a, a you know just a mental health perspective, uh, but also from a business point of view. So if you try and do it all yourself and do it without asking for help uh, when you do need help, uh, I think you're putting unnecessary pressure on yourself uh, and and your business. Um, there are a few different options that have come out. Uh, I don't know whether um, your, your listeners will have uh, seen those. There's the business finance guarantee scheme that the that the government has put in place for businesses that turn over between two hundred and fifty thousand and eighty million dollars uh, per annum. Um, it's a, it's that a pretty means, mellow range. <laughs> yeah, pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah, there's a bit of bit of room to move in that. Um, so basically, if you're uh, breathing or you own. 12 buildings. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, in my view, uh, it's not low enough. Uh, 250,000 oh. as far as a turnover isn't that high for a lot of businesses. You know, if you think about your plumbers and, and uh, you know, one-man bands, it's, it's, it, it could be a bit lower. Um, but what that scheme is, is the government said, uh, banks, if you lend to these businesses, you can, uh, you know, lend up to uh, 500, uh, I think 500K, uh, half a million dollars. Um, for three years, if you if you lend to these businesses and and they don't repay, we will cover eighty percent of that debt. So that's a that that's that massive. gives you that will give you some comfort as a business that if you're in between those turnover levels, uh, and uh, there's a couple of sectors that that aren't included. I think um, property uh, property companies, uh, commercial property companies, and uh, some agricultural uh, businesses. But you know if you're within that range know that your bank will be pretty much covered for the debt that they're going to lend to you. Um, so, you know, the banks have got to get out of jail on that one yeah. through that government but, guarantee. Um, that, w- what we're doing as banks as well, and New Zealand Banks Association are working with the government and saying, look, not everybody fits within that, uh, you know, within that turnover level. 
So how about we we look at other ways in which we can assist? Uh, and we're, we're just, uh, New Zealand Banks Association and the government are just trying to work up other packages. But by way of example, Rebet, is, uh, you know, you've got uh, people being able to add, you know, capitalise the interest to their business loans uh, or, you know, to their consumer loans. You know, our consumer lending company Finance Now processed three and a half thousand dollar, uh, sorry, three and a half thousand loans uh, today just to add the interest over the next six months at a, at a good interest rate um, uh, to help help people and businesses through there. We've, uh, as I said, we've processed 3% of all of our home loan customers have uh, taken the mortgage deferment today, uh, which, as I say, does kick the can down the road, but that might not be a bad thing to do. It might not be for everybody, but it just takes that immediate holy crap sort of moment away from yeah. people to think, okay, yeah. just let me breathe and, and focus on what's important at the moment, uh, which which I think is is for many people who have been affected worthwhile considering. Just just that just that alone to know that a bank will be more incentivized if they covered up to eighty percent, it just gives if you're a small business that needs that help, go flip and ask because then it's just yeah. gonna take that breath off like shit, okay. Yeah. If I've, if I've negotiated with my, my landlord and I don't need to stress on that, okay, and I've got the subsidy from the government to help my employees for the next thing, okay, park that. But there's no, what it, what it feels like anyways, there's no documented visual framework of what a business owner is thinking about to know all these pieces that are actually covered. Like, yeah. okay, this piece, green, you're good. This piece, green. Okay, a bit of orange here and maybe some HR, whatever, boom. But there's and high risk, you know, bank, whatever. And all of a sudden, just that alone, I mean, that's got to just take a huge weight off. That's good, that's it's a good amazing. point. I think, it, and that's why I'm really impressed with what you're doing, mate. I, I, I think education and simple education at this stage is really useful for people. Um, it, it, it's hard to go and navigate and find the bits, that things that you qualify for or don't qualify for. And I think some central... Uh, repositories or, or uh, education tools would be really useful. I mean, I, I stood at home doing a little Facebook uh, video the other day uh, with my 14-year-old boy behind the camera just trying to explain what this mortgage deferment meant. Because yeah. for some people, what the heck is mortgage deferment? Does it mean that the bank's not going to actually ask for your money back? Or, you know, so there, there can be a bit of confusion with uh, with some of the tools that are coming out. And, and, and we do have a role, I agree, uh, uh, to educate people far better. Um, yeah, that, you know, that mortgage deferment piece for residential, the residential invest, investment property owners, I mean, you can add that to your uh, investment uh, property loans, uh, you know, through that mortgage deferment scheme as well, you know. Um, so to, it's all those little uh, hooks and tricks that I think we need to set out a little bit clearer. Yeah, it's a good well, point. Because the, the, the problem is when you sit in the middle and you've got a 360 view on your business because that is your bubble, like your world, your thing. And if each of these little pieces, the mortgage deferment piece here and these, they're like little spokes that come out of it. But you don't have the full optics and you've got to like hope that all of their different marketing campaigns hit you at all the different times then try and figure out on your head. And like me, I guess because I'm visual, I'm just like, this feels like, A, the info is probably out there for yeah. a bunch of it. B, this could almost be some flipping simple AI-driven chatbot to say, are you are you in what type of industry? This, yeah. do you have employees? Yes or no? Boom, like a flipping, you can you can trace yeah. this thing down and then figure it all out. And I'm, I'm sure you could, man, this is a flipping layup. Someone listening to this, this is flipping do that shit. Because I could yeah. guarantee you that's a massive well, piece, right? 
What we're doing, Robert, is uh, we're, we're putting up a, um, a hub ourselves. Uh, SBS Bank is putting, uh, well, we're powering up. We don't want it to be ours because the minute you start to think you own it, uh, it becomes a bit um, partisan and um, nobody wants to use it if they, if they don't belong there. Um, uh, so we're, we're setting up a, a, a hub. Uh, it's called Mutually Helpful uh, to do exactly that. That's cool. Um, and uh, and for people to come in and just get, you know, we're working with the South and Chamber of Commerce. You know, I've spoken to the, uh, I'm on the board there. I've spoken to uh, the CEO there. Uh, let's get a bit of a repository that that um, helps people to go to, to actually navigate, you know, the so what what now sort of piece. Um, and uh, I like your chatbot idea. I think that that's uh, pretty cool. So you know, we we just need to be. Yeah, education through this time uh, will remove a lot of anxiety and people, um, you know, the government, I've been impressed with the government's response. Uh, There there will be further um, uh, packages and and offerings, I'm sure, Um, but sometimes it's just difficult to know exactly uh, who it applies to and and how to access it. So, you know, look out for that hub i think that 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 will be a, a good way to do it and others others will come up with their own ideas yeah. um but you know it, it, no, it's it, it, yeah what do you think the what's the biggest opportunity that you see for new zealand that was maybe not brave enough to even think was a possibility before this <laughs> you ask the little questions don't you um no, i just i think about you know like when 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 you have You've got resources. You've got you've got connections. You've got influence. You've got power. You've got the network. You've got a rolodex. And then there's 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 a moment that I don't think will hopefully never happen again in in our lifetime. And then you just kind of I keep thinking about reimagining what that what mm-hmm. that world looks like. You know, I keep mm-hmm. I keep going to, you know, I guess ever ever the optimist. I'm always just hyped on everything. I was like, shit, yeah, positive mean. But if you were to yeah stop and be like, yeah. where's the because when you can see those waves and you can see these different things that come, it gives you gets you a lot more hopeful mm. to not only think about, but then to think, okay, so if this, if I, if I feel that this is going to happen here, what's that sort of opportunity that I can slip into? Yeah. Where could where you then fit within that new world? When yeah. you look at okay. the, the uh, new world of New Zealand, yeah, where do you see it? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, uh, whether it is right or not, but. Uh, Again, our isolation uh, sets us up for some pretty uh, interesting um, positioning uh, and also our, just the, the approach that we take to things. I think even the government's approach to this pandemic uh, will be seen on an on a, on a international stage as uh, pretty refreshing, pragmatic, uh, but, but kind and, and supportive. Um, and, and I think that that's the positioning, uh, whether it be through, uh, you know, a, a place to come for tourism once once uh, things open up. Uh, again, that uh, people looking to step out of environments that, that, that they don't feel that good about. Could be about our products and ha- how we position those in the market. And I think we've been doing a great job of that anyway. But again, that value added, um, you know, uh, you know, feeling good about the products that, you, that you're uh, purchasing, but, but also just, you know um, the the new newer industries such as the digital offerings and and how how we can bring uh, solutions and in that in, into the uh, international markets. Uh, I, I think it's it's a th- this is a time where New Zealand's brand uh, I think will play out extremely positively uh, and uh, and and we should continue to build on that without trying you know without being 
um, disingenuous about it. Um, but but I the, the world will be will world will be watching, and you know I I think that that image um, and the imagery that that is around how we respond and and who we are will be pretty long lasting. Um, you know you you I only look at certain feeds about the Australians talking about the way in which we've responded versus uh, how how their governments responded. You look at what's ha happening in the states. There will be a lot of a lot of people that have really turned off, um, you know, and they will be looking to connect into a brand or a country or, a, you know, an offering. Hope. That, yeah, yeah is, it feels a bit more authentic and and uh, and is positive and and kind of kind and all, all those things that you know. And they know that the, the food's good. They know that the you know, uh, you know that the country's country's in, in, in good heart. So I think it's a Without it being a branding exercise, I think that there will be a halo effect that that, that occurs through this. Totally, you mm -hmm. forgot the, the the free education tuition fees in Southland plug, mate. That <laughs> That's right. <laughs> free, free, free accommodation now. Um, Piss but, off, uh, actually. Yeah, but uh, that that's a, it's a bit of a sore spot spot um, or point down here is because the um, they are sort of trying to uh, uh, pull all the polytechnics into one model. So it removes or or takes away the South Institute of Technologies, uh, a lot of the uh, points of difference. Uh, well, it's still just great points of difference, but uh, the ability to innovate as they have, and, and that's that's a little bit of a sore spot down here, but uh, Got it. yeah. Sounds like sounds like a, a banter for me, you and Tim to yarn over after a, a cold beer in the local, <laughs> sign me up. And Vince yeah. Mega, bro, dude. I know you're um you're extremely busy, dude, and um, appreciate your time coming on, Charlie. It's been um we get a chat and even just like a more macro zoom out because obviously there's practical, tactical, lots of nuts and bolts and zeros and percentages and yeah. OCRs and go 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 go. But at, the, at a time for the average Kiwi that's just running shit, looking at their world right now, just even knowing that these other things exist, it's just cool little bits of positive breadcrumbs. So I appreciate that you've been able to um come on and share some of this with the crew, man. It's been um rad yarning, bro. It's awesome. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Ka kitty. Ka ka. See, see you soon, brother. Okay. Later, brother. Mega. The bro. Uh, dryly, Invers, keeping it real down in Southland, CEO of a, um, SBS Bank. Yeah. Cool to, to think about what those next things will be for how New Zealand plays the world, where the brand center um, does it for. A lot of a lot of the world's definitely looking at New Zealand already. So if we can just keep that rolling up and keep the leadership in the right right way, so that the world knows that we're going to be open for business and and smacking it. So yeah, good. I've got a funky feeling we're probably going to end up getting all the CEOs of all the banks, and then I've got I've got two I know I can get to. One I haven't met yet, but we'll I'll, I'll get in there. Um, and if there's anyone else you think that you'd love to um, be able to potentially get interviewed, feel free to reach out, let me know. Uh, or if you're a mutual connective um, of mine that would potentially, um, you know, be able to get to someone that can add a bunch of value to, to everyone else here um, as well. So we've um, been lucky enough, we've had some copywriters being able to join the team to go through and actually do up different articles and different learnings and lessons. And so what we're actually planning to do is consolidate a bunch of the, the live interviews and the content and that in the same way that everyone else is, you know, given away for free to this, do the same thing. Cause there's a lot of uh, good nuggets that are coming through the long form video stuff, but there's some practical tactical stuff, which are, are, are out there as well. And there's a lot of diff these different platforms um, coming up to help others. So feel free to um, yeah, share it around as soon as you find something good to share to others and um, appreciate um, Charlie's time to jump on with us. 
Awesome team. See you at the next one. Bam.